to Tabletop Transmissions. I'm one of your hosts, Liz, and joining me tonight, as always, is... I'm Cassie. Hello. And I'm Fran Stewart. Welcome back, Fran. Yay, thank you. <laughs> uh, now, uh, if I'm really clever, I'm going to find the Welcome Connor theme to play over this. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, okay. So yeah. how uh, how are we doing tonight? Uh, we are doing okay. I'm a little tired, but I'm doing all right. Yeah, uh, better than I better than I have been. Our our my my life was a little bit derailed by family medical stuff, but uh, hopefully hopefully things are at least temporarily back on track. That is that is good to hear. Uh, I'm really glad fireworks are over. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my poor dog. Yeah. Our hedgehog doesn't really give a damn, but I, I strongly sympathize with the rest of y'all. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't like fireworks. Mm. Uh, but it's over. We're back. We are in the middle of summer. Uh, we're doing, we're, uh, folks are, folks are grilling. Folks are going out of town. Folks are having all sorts of adventures. But what does that mean for your tabletop game? Or at 11. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not going to make you wait until 11. We're going to tell you right now. So, uh, we're not we're not as shitty as corporate news. That's right. Um, no. Not really so, a particularly ringing tagline, but we'll take it. <laughs> no, no. Our, our, ta our tagline is trust us, we're professionals, I yeah. believe. <laughs> so what we are talking about, in case you haven't figured it out already, what we are talking about tonight is the summertime. When your games get derailed, what can you do about it? Uh, and uh, you know, maybe maybe what can you take to kind of to make things a little bit smoother? Yeah, we have some serious problems with this in our group because we have a few games that um, are. Uh, the, the GMs, the DMs these days, are mm -hmm. uh, picky enough that if they don't get a certain number of people, they won't uh, they won't run. Yeah, we tend to run very continuity heavy games with a lot of <clears throat> story and uh, ongoing stuff. So um, now uh, that being said, I mean yesterday a game was canceled, for example. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, um, the idea of having a pickup game. Um, is one that we should consider more than mm -hmm. we actually do. That's what we used to do. And yeah. Then people, then people got lives and jobs and kids and pets and stupid lives. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you get older, Liz. Mm -hmm. I mean, I some would argue I am old, but no, you're right. No. Um, no. <laughs> I no, I, I know I am still a, a summer child. Mm -hmm. uh, John Snow and I both know nothing. <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's a definitely an excellent question. Um, yeah. What do you do? You're a DM, GM. Well, I do a couple different things. Um, first and first and foremost, I tend not to run games that require everyone or I, I like to build in 
mm. reasons why, hey, maybe a player isn't there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so I, I like to make sure that, hey, I've got that option available. Um, yeah. So, like, right now, that's why we're playing Star Trek, because... It's episodic. Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but I... And, and, and there are ways to... There are ways to kind of mitigate that, I, I think, in the way you're, you you all play very continuity heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so that's a bit of a problem. That's something that I have tried to do. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, well, and you haven't had stu- super stable groups either, so yeah, I can understand that. No, like college gaming for me wasn't uh, like a bunch of – like. A bunch of diehard people, mm. like um, even like gaming, like in high school and middle school, like mm. uh, no, like like uh, actually the the thing that bothers me the most about about the first two seasons of Stranger Things mm. was how often they got together to play D and D. Yeah, and then the thing that I really identified with this season was well, the party Will. breaking up. Yeah. yeah, Will trying yeah. to get a game going. Yeah. No spoilers. God, no, spoilers. no spoilers. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. No, it's no spoilers. But yeah, that was like we were sitting there yeah. watching. And I was that, like, oh, Will. That whole yeah. episode just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feels train. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So something that I guess we can talk about is um, I'm not sure if our friend Jerry developed this on his own or if it was something he took from a game from elsewhere. But he came up with the idea of what we called the blue ball. Yep. When a, when a person who wasn't playing or who wasn't interested in playing anymore or whatever or wanted to play a different character, the character would disappear in, inside the blue ball. Yep. And it, would, it, it just sort of followed us. And no time would pass mm-hmm. for the character in, the ca- in this case. And yeah. then <clears throat> it was, you know, the, it was the player actually... came back. He developed it very specifically because uh, two of our friends had a kid, and Jerry was like, "Nope, we're gonna not, keep gaming." Not just a kid, mm. a baby. Yeah, a baby. <laughs> well, that's what I meant by had a kid, not like yes. you know, like they just found one lying around, you know. So, yep. so yeah, um, my my little buddy Sebastian, who's fourteen Fif- now, 15. fifteen. He's fifteen. God. Stop. He's going to be 16 just, in February. Ow, my hip. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, he would be sitting in his bassinet, and um, uh, one or the other parent would, when it, you know, would basically take turns. When he started crying, the blue ball would show up and be like, uh, whose turn is it? Uh, it's mom's. And her character would go away for that scene, and we'd be like, ah, God damn it. We, now we don't have a tank. So, um, so yeah, it, it made she combat, yeah, yeah, it made combat really exciting. But, uh, but it was also kind of fun, and it's ended up being incorporated into uh, uh, two thirds of the games we play. Yeah, pretty close to that. And, so, and, and it's wound up becoming a plot point in Fran's wife's game—a very yeah. major plot point. It started mm-hmm. out as just being, oh, it's my version of the blue ball. It's a shadow that yep. follows you. And then suddenly mm-hmm. it became hugely important. Yeah, exactly. And it's really interesting. So that's one mm-hmm. thing 
and if someone is um so if one person or two people mm -hmm. if it's a big game can't make it yep yeah and it, it can work really really well i like that um I don't know. Normally, what I what I would also do, like if we were running kind of a kind of a heavy, like there's not really an, a great opportunity to, to to explain why that person's there. We would kind of hand wave it and be like, "Oh, okay, yes, mm -hmm. they're just not here." Yeah. So not maybe the most immersive. Mm -hmm. Oh, but it that well, works. But it definitely meant we it, got to keep playing. Yeah, mm -hmm. in the first edition game I'm in. Um, if someone's not there, um, assuming it's just one person, because there are so few of us that if it's more than one, it's pointless. But if someone's not there, mm -hmm. we just play their characters, or the mm -hmm. DM plays their characters, um, because it is very old school. Um, and because if we're not, if all the characters mm -hmm. aren't there, we'll probably die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I can share another really fun thing. I ran a, uh, a Feng Shui game one time at uh, work. And one of the players, uh, for those not familiar, Feng Shui is basically the, uh, the game of uh, Hong Kong action cinema. So you can be, you know, a, a crazy gun fu cop. You can be, you know, the ancient master who can hear what you're thinking and, and you know, slap you with a sandal into unconsciousness. Um, all of this kind of stuff. And so a lot of the game relies on those kind of tropes and shticks. Like your shotgun will actually do extra damage if you as the player go in front of yourself with it before you roll your dice. Um, and so one of the it's players dropped game. Yeah, one of the players dropped out. And so I said, so um, when last we left you guys, you were all facing down against, you know, the nefarious bad guys on the barge. You'd all staggered in, and there was a big pan shot across each and every one of you. Well, now, as the fight starts, the camera pans back across the scene, and JoJo just isn't there. There's no explanation whatsoever. It's just, you know, it's obvious that, you know, probably something happened. And, like, in the end credits of the movie, you'll probably see a shot of Jojo falling off of a, a, a scaffold and breaking his leg and being escorted away in an ambulance. But there's no explanation given in the story for why Jojo's not there anymore. He's just gone. So, so yeah, different games have different ways of, uh, of allowing you to do that. But, yeah, find ways to mm -hmm. make it fun, definitely. Yeah, that's... but um, on on the other hand, if you're in a group where if, if a certain number of people don't, then the game has to get called mm. off, which happens to us. I, I really, I mean, we should really encourage the idea of pickup games. It's just so hard mm -hmm. to do a pickup game when one shot's evolve into two shots, evolve into three shots, evolve into, for us. But anyway, I I'm sorry. I feel so ahead, called please. out right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never I never ran a one shot that I couldn't turn into a giant cinema epic. <laughs> That's why I so I started doing this a while back. So for a long time I didn't have a lot of money, so I really couldn't mm -hmm. aff yeah. afford to to get new rule books or get new games. But I was still I wanted to know I wanted to see them. Yeah. So I like I would mm -hmm. anything that popped up on drive through. If it was a game I was interested in and it had mm -hmm. a quick start rule, I would devour it. Yeah, that makes so sense. I, a bunch of quick start stuff handy, like um, 
I actually ha- ran into a situation uh, just recently where we uh, we we were in a moment. One of them was like we had actually done like a two-parter, something I try to avoid again because mm-hmm. I don't I want to be able to you know if someone's not going to make it, you know we have we have some some excuse. Mm-hmm. But uh, that person was kind of integral to the second part of the story, mm-hmm. so I pulled out. Um, a game that uses a sim- very similar system to Star Trek. Uh, I pulled out uh, uh, Conan. Ah. Uh-huh. So we we gave uh, we gave Conan a shot. How was it? Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was fun. I'm I'm just always with with licensed games like that. I'm always a little hesitant because. Uh, I mean, this is true of Trek, too, to a certain extent, but there's the idea of if you don't know this, the, the, the world at all and you're playing – or if you know the world really well and you're playing with people who don't know the world at all, mm. then um, it can be a little with, awkward. With Conan, it was mostly – I explained – all right, it's Conan the Barbarian. It's you all are mercenaries, and it's a world, it's a fantasy world, but it's dark and evil, and, you know, there's mythos monsters. Everybody got it pretty quickly. Okay. Um, yeah. You're just here to get paid. Pretty much. And, and, yeah. and, and with a one-shot, I think you maybe don't need to go, particularly if it's a licensed product, you don't need to go too deep into the world. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I've done some D&D one-shots that technically were in... Um, Greyhawk, but we're like, nah, don't worry about it. It's fine. You don't need to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Greyhawk is generic D and D, so yeah. I guess. Well, I guess Forgotten Realms is now, but it, well, yeah, yeah. Or Greyhawk. I <laughs> miss Greyhawk. But um, yeah, I don't. I would rather. I would rather play something. Maybe it's not exactly what we what I had planned for, but I'd rather play something than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some games that we kind of like? Like if we can't do, like let's say everyone can't make it. For you all, like I said, continuity heavy. Mm. What are some games that are kind of good for just drop in play? Cyberpunk. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Cyberpunk is definitely <laughs> one of them. Yeah, that's that's the one we've actually. I mean, mm-hmm. we haven't done it in years, but that's the one we've actually mm-hmm. done as a pickup yeah. game. Feng Shui is also a great pickup yep. game. Yeah, so because you can. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, let's so let's look at um, Feng Shui actually first. What makes it so good as a pickup game? Templates. Yeah, templates and it's. Um, uh, so, so to explain that, um, the character creation is all based off templates. So you can take a straight character from the book. You don't have to tweak it if you don't want to. Um, and that makes it e- really quick to start. Yep. That and um, uh, the, the, you don't have to worry very much about coming up with a great story because the stories are kind of ridiculous on their face. You know, when you... Uh, they, if you've seen a Hong Kong action film, you know, they're all bad dubbing and and uh, the storyline takes definite second fiddle to, hey, guys, guess what we figured out how to do with wires and blood capsules? <laughs> oh, I don't think that's... that's oh, I'm not, I'm not saying it is a bad thing. I'm just saying that 
you can just fly by the seat of your pants. Yes. And if yeah. it's ridiculous and over the top, that's fine. Yeah, that's... yeah. Hong Kong films range from the beauty beauty of Tui Hark's films all the way to Wonder Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. If you have not Quiet seen Wonder Seven, if you have not seen Wonder Seven, the original mm-hmm. uh, subtitling of Wonder Seven is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. What What is it? Oh my God! Why it swings is literally one yeah. of the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonder swing. Wonder seven. Wonder seven. One of the lines is why it swings. I why think another one swings. is. Another one is darn you, fatty you with your fat face have broken my instep. Huh. <laughs> All right. When when this. when one of the girls kicks uh, kicks the bad guy. Yeah. No, <laughs> kicks kicks one of the fellow teammates. Remember? Oh, that's. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's right. I forgot they hated each other. It's yeah. been a years. Do you have it on? You only have it on VHS, don't you? I don't actually. I, I, I'm i not totally sure it. that I do have one. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's but a yeah. fun film. So, yeah, you can, you can, it, it's kind of like playing, uh, you know, playing Pictionary or, or, um, uh, you know, a a party game like that where basically if the goal is to make everybody laugh really hard, that can be its own version of fun. So And and speaking of um of party games, there are party hmm. RPGs games. That's um, very true. I own several of them that we have never played because huh? it's uh, because it's pain in the ass when everything's scheduled yep. to uh, get the time. Like um I was saying I just uh, a couple weeks ago, I think I said um, mm-hmm. I just got um, Vincent Meg Baker's new game, The King Is Dead, which is mm-hmm. a party RPG. It's supposed to be one evening. Um, yep. And then there's Meg's brilliant uh, Thousand and One Nights, which I'm desperate to play. Yeah, um, I would love to play that one sometime I, too. I backed the Kickstarter, the second edition, to the to the hilt in in such that I got like all kinds of extras and things. <laughs> And we still haven't played it. There are other ones. I have a card-based role-playing game called The Companion's Tale, which is a party... I mean, it's not a party-party game because it's limited mm-hmm. number of people can play it. But, it again, I have every single variant, and it's just sitting down <laughs> in my yeah. room. Well, and I mean, you could argue that games like The Machine of Death are oh, yeah. are actually RPGs. And, and in my experience, they're actually more fun when you play them like RPGs. And, you know, well, hell, for that matter, I play Bang like it's an RPG. You know, I do voices and come up with a character for my outlaw and or my my deputy and then I get shot in the face by our friend who treats every who plays every character like it's the renegade including the sheriff bang is another game that was really fun to play with this the, our, our our friend's kid who is now 15 mm-hmm. and he was a kid oh my god he loved bang and he was hilarious mm-hmm. to play it with yep yeah anyway we've monopolized the conversation liz um, well, I was actually sitting here thinking. So I I would say um, one of my favorite games to play that when no one can make it is Icons from Steve Kenson. I don't know that one. Um, so you know Steve Kenson, the the guy who created Mutants and Masterminds. Oh. Mm-hmm. He created this little role playing game called Icons. Now it's gone through a couple of editions. I think two at this point, maybe three, but it's about it's it's all about the same 
it's um, really quick. It's all a bunch of random tables. You can roll up heroes um, in about, oh, about 30 minutes. Hmm. Um, and it's all random tables, so you might get a character who has the power cosmic and size-changing powers. But all of that, you've got, you've also rolled your origin as, um, uh, I forget what it is, but it's like tech-based. Mm. So all your stuff is g Gasmos. Er, Gasmos. Mm -hmm. Gasmos, I like it. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, people know what I mean. Yeah. Liz, um, has, Liz has coined a new word that sums up gadgets and gizmos. Gasmos. Yeah. <laughs> That's the word gadget. I couldn't remember the word gadget. <laughs> no, I like gasmos now. I'm sticking Just with that. Just remember when you, yeah, Gasmo was uh, the, the Lady Mouse's cousin who no one talked about. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so it's it's a fun little game. Um, it you can either play it as kind of some it's kind of serious, or you could just have wacky comic book fun. Mm -hmm. That's um, fun. It yeah, it's a it's it's a rip roaring good time. That's uh, really fun. Yeah. Uh, or another one that I really like because it wouldn't be me if I didn't recommend a Cthulhu game. <laughs> uh, is Cthulhu Dark? Hmm. Uh, this is. I am blanking on who wrote it. I I want to say Graham Walmsley, but I'm not sure. But either way, um, it's it's very rules light. It's literally hmm. it's all a bunch of d sixes. You can actually improvise a mystery. Nice. Uh, or you could just take, grab, you know, a random, a ra uh, random mystery, and kind of, kind of play through it. And it's like, hmm. like, the objective is not like to fight the monster, because if you meet the monster, literally, yeah. you die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like if as it should be. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's a good time. Um, that one, I'll be honest, takes unless you're a really good improviser, like all all. This one, this one can be a little bit hard. Um, mm. That's pretty much how I run anyway. Mm -hmm. I very rarely write stuff down. Mm. I I know I'm I'm a monster. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I I will tell you that people who um, who games like that though, people who ran games like that, scared me off running games for so long. Because <laughs> mm. I was like I could because we have a friend who probably writes stuff down, but you can't tell. Yeah. And he is astounding. He's astounding as a game master. And so I spent so long being so intimidated because it's like, I can't think that fast. What do I do? What, how do I make it up? And, and he, he kept saying, I just wing it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, well you... You lie, and then you keep on <laughs> lying, and hopefully they don't spot it when, you know, the players come. Yeah. I do. I, I will be fair. I didn't say I was very good at it. Oh, whatever. <laughs> come on. <laughs> but, you know. Um, you have players that keep coming back. I'd say that says something. Yep. Uh, sure. But, um, yeah, so I... I kind of want to go back. We didn't. We didn't quite get to something. You all brought up. We. we I know. Please don't hate us. I know <laughs> we talk about cyberpunk a lot. We're trans nerds. <laughs> I, come on, body modification. Yep. Just 
figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, why? What about? What is it about Cyberpunk that makes it a great pickup game? Well, um, sorry, you go ahead. Cause no, go ahead. No, well, go I can ahead. I, I can talk forever about Cyberpunk. You know that, but um, it's uh, I think one um, Cyberpunk the the Cyberpunk future really is sort of a gig economy. I need some people to kill a guy. Okay, well let's go down to the bar. Hey Ed, you looking for work? You know, I need someone to steal corporate secrets. All right, I know a couple of people. It's it's most of the like like groups that stick together for long periods of time are really the exception and not the rule. And two, speaking of rules, um, as long as your GM is familiar with the cyberpunk rules, the players don't really have to be. Here's your character sheet. Here's your D10. Here are the D6s you're going to roll for damage. I will tell you when you are dead. You know, the every everything is a really simple stack of here's your ability, here's your skill. Now roll a die and add it on top. Exactly. And I, as and 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 uh, I mean the whole you know um, we need guys to do to to go and kill somebody. You could say that about D and D too, but the difference mm -hmm. with D and D and Cyberpunk, um, it's not just the complexity of the system um, that discourages quick D&D games, but it's also the complexity of character creation. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. With all except maybe first edition D&D. Because Cyberpunk, the character creation can go very quickly or very slowly depending on how deep you want to get. Mm -hmm. it, it's very much your choice, whereas D&D is very standardized and, you know, it can take, I mean, for God's sake, in 3.5, it can take Oof. hours to make a damn character. Hours um, that's try whole, days. That's a whole session in and of itself sometimes. Um, yep. But um, but I think the, the thing about Cyberpunk is it's simple. Yep. Um, another great pickup game that doesn't exist anymore is, mm. um, for, for the same reason that it's simple, yeah. is West End game, Star Wars game. <laughs> it, no, no. It's back. Oh, that's right. You told me it was back. That's oh, yeah. right. Because, and again... There is also an unof an unofficial re updated version of the rules, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm not encouraging our fans to go out and pirate something. <laughs> wink, wink. But yeah. it's out there so, if you want to try it. So the thing about the thing about um, the Star Wars game is, it, like Feng Shui, it's all template based for character yeah. creation, so you can literally copy it out of the book and you're done if you don't want to tweak anything, and it mm -hmm. is the simplest damn system to play that mm -hmm. I mean, the only way you can get any simpler is to go diceless, I really yeah. think pretty much, yeah I, I have to agree with that um, and again, you know it's Star Wars, people know what Star Wars is, and unlike Star Trek um, Star Trek which we could do a whole show on this, but Star Trek is interesting in that there are various different definitions for different people of what Star Trek is mm -hmm. or what Star Trek should be. Yep. Star Wars is pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. There's there's not so much, you know, the Brandon Braga version of Star Wars and... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah I'm, again, we can talk about the Star Trek issues another time but uh, so I, I mean I think those are some really great ones mm -hmm. that we should be trying to play more 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say for Feng Shui, I back. God, I don't, know, I don't even remember how long ago it came out, but I backed the Kickstarter for Feng Shui too. Mm-hmm. I've yet to play. Wait, the second edition? The second edition came out in the late 90s, didn't it? Well, uh, there is a new, there is definitely an edition out right now. Okay, I don't know the new edition. Is it still mm-hmm. written by Robin? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, Robin Moss do does good work. Why do I feel like we need to do an actual play of Feng Shui? <laughs> okay, Liz, we keep, we have this growing list of games we need to play. Oh, I've got it I've got it next to me, actually. Oh my god! I, I keep a little notepad, and I've just got it down here next to me. I, I will tell you that the, the Bookhounds of London that you and I discussed last week, Yeah. oh my god, I mean, I, show, I, I, I found the web, the web page for it, I showed it to my wife, and she was like, I, I want to go to there. Um, I just wish the book wasn't like thirty-five bucks. So, yeah, it's it, it's a little pricey, but it's because of the high. It's because they use high gloss paper for the maps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the book alone sounds like an incredible resource. Like I've used it for a for a um, for a completely different game set in London, but I needed mm-hmm. maps. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to last week's show, Fran? No, I haven't had the chance actually. So. Okay, so we're, what we're talking about is there's a, a real quick because it was last week. There's mm-hmm. a game called uh, Trails of Cthulhu. That's a different Cthulhu game with a simpler system, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the supplements is called Bookhounds of London, where it takes place in the 1930s, oh, and nice. you're a rare book dealer. Oh. You and your party have a rare bookshop. Mm-hmm. So it's perfect. And looking and the um, the supplement has complete, accurate historical maps of London in the 1930s. Wow. Among other Yeah, that things. sounds amazing. Yeah, um, so we actually, were talking about playing that. <laughs> here's, here's another sign. I just realized I've been fiddling, so I've, I've got to have something to fiddle with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the coin I've been fiddling with is a Hong Kong dollar. <laughs> wow. I just realized, I was looking at it like, wait, this is a quarter. I guess, I guess Jeff? I guess Jeff got one of these at some point. Yeah, I so know. I guess I guess we do have to pay, play Feng Shui at some point. Mm. Either way, um, I think ultimately what we can kind of draw from this is that just because your whole party can't make it, uh, just because summer is happening, does not mean that you can't have fun games. Sure. I think you maybe have to be open to that idea. That I, I know when I get into a campaign, I kind of laser focus. But it's good to kind of step back and maybe open yourself up to trying something new. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and this isn't just the summer, of course. We actually have more problems around um, around the holidays. Like basically, our our gaming groups shut down. From mid-November to early January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, thankfully, uh, you know. <laughs> no, I've been okay. Never mind. I was gonna make a bad joke. I'm I'm gonna restrain myself. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was gonna say, thankfully, I play with a bunch of people who don't like their families. 
<laughs> no, that's fair. No, that's, that's fair. fair. And that brings us back to the queer content of this. Yes, found family. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, found family, hell, a bunch of the people a friend and I game with are people, you were talking about college groups. These are, these were our college gaming group. Yeah, we're a bunch of loonies who um, all moved out to Seattle because one person was like, I have a job and it's lonely. And we were all like, you have a job? <laughs> and basically just kind of followed him out here and, uh, Yeah, mid-90s, mid-90s New England was not the best place. And and so we were just like, let's be nerds, and uh, you know, on, ha half the shit I moved out here was was boxes full of gaming uh, books. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, and and they are, yeah, absolutely some of the closest people in my life. And my mom has said over and over again, I can't believe how close you are to these folks. And it's all about, you know, as as weird as it is to say. Um, you, you learn who people are when you're gaming with them in a way that you don't in a lot of other social activities. It's true. It's no, true. Ab absolutely. So let's, uh, I, I know we're going to be a little bit short, but let's see what, uh, what are we digging this week? What are we shouting out to? Somebody else go first. Okay. Uh, let me think for just a moment longer. Well, um, <clears throat> I mean, I can say Stranger Things 3, but they don't really need a lot of publicity. Yeah, um, yeah, I think we can all say Stranger Things 3. Yeah, so, so yeah, if, you, if you're listening to our podcast instead of watching Stranger Things 3, what is wrong with you? Go watch yeah, really? Stranger Things 3 before the internet <laughs> spoils it oh, for you. Okay, okay, if you haven't watched it yet, though, I'm going to do my non-spoiler warning review because it's very important uh mm. number one um it is gorier than the first two seasons so Ooh, if you are yeah. sensitive for that mm. watch out number two and this is really important mm. there are a lot of lighting effects that can simulate strobe effects mm -hmm. if you are sensitive to strobe effects please be aware that there are entire sequences where lights flicker on and off and on and off and on and off and on and off um, and I say that because my wife gets migraines from strobe effects, so I'm very conscious of that kind of thing. So if you have not seen Stranger Things 3, please be aware of that. Yeah, yeah I, I, do, I do too. Like, The Incredibles 2 just wrecked me. She can't, mm -hmm. can't um, see it or Into the Spider-Verse, and it kills her. Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse, that last bit, that's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, brains suck, people. Uh, yeah. But, uh... Ooh, you uh, know what? So, Fran, do, do you want to... Do you got more? Um... I thought I had more, but I've totally lost whatever it was, so... Yeah, we'll let it go at that. Okay. Um, I want to give a shout-out to a YouTube channel that I dig. Um... Mm -hmm. Actually, two. Um, one is a trans YouTuber uh, called Fran. <laughs> uh, and that, okay. yeah, I can't watch their videos and not think of, of our Fran. Um, they even kind of sound similar. <laughs> but um, she does all sorts of, like, well, like, 
she 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 runs she makes custom guitar pedals. Wow. But her YouTube video is just her doing all sorts of different stuff. Like she builds like retro electronics kits. Um, right now she's working with Adam Savage on uh, nice as part of this project to recreate the Apollo Eleven door. Oh, cool! And she's working on like one part, like a one handle of it. Like, mm-hmm. and there's different other creators, makers that are doing this. Oh, that's awesome. It's yeah, it's really cool. Um, I'm actually wearing one of her shirts right now. Nifty. Uh, <laughs> the other one I would like to give a shout out to is a, a guy named LGR. Um, he started out doing lazy game reviews, but it's become a lot more. He does a mm. lot of retro tech stuff. Hmm. Um, like he just did a video not too long ago with an old dot matrix printer, like the kind of the ones that had the the bits on the side that would help feed it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did a review of one of the old like got one of the old printers working. The old nerds are both like. Uh-huh. uh-huh, and immediately picturing ripping all of that crap off. Yes, of oh my god. Uh, yeah, well, he made a banner. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. did, he, did, did he resurrect print shop to make a banner? No, because he's, no, he's got a window, like a, a Windows, uh, oh, what's the one before five? 3.1? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm, oh, I'm, uh, not, I, I'm young, I'm 30. Get off my <laughs> lawn. Window, well, it, it it the the nerd answer is it depends. <laughs> Let's not worry about it. Either way, he's got our retro computer set up mm-hmm. that he does for different stuff, and it's it's a really cool channel. Um, and he actually did a cooking segment of all things the other day. Uh, that inspired me to try something. Um, sautéing onions and mushrooms in soy sauce as a burger topping. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my God! It's if you're craving salt, uh, it's, it's <laughs> dream is a dream. Nice. Add some feta cheese to that. Ooh, Ooh good that's stuff. a nice add. I hadn't thought about that before. That's really cool. Yeah, I did. Uh, I I made turkey burger sliders for dinner tonight. Nice. So yeah, turkey and feta. Uh, they were good, and then topped them with that mushroom. Uh, those mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So good, so salty. <laughs> anyway, so wouldn't have done, wouldn't have thought to have done that if we hadn't watched an LGR video that morning. There you go. So shout out to him if you like old retro computer stuff. Okay, so I'm going to shout out to something that I actually haven't uh, I actually haven't read yet. A book I just got um, finally yesterday that I backed at the Kickstarter. It's from a yes. bedside press that um, that uh, the publishing house run by Hope Nicholson, who is an awesome, awesome person. But it is uh, called Maiden Mother Crone, edited by uh, Gwen Benaway. And um, it is basically a trans woman fantasy anthology. Oh. Um, so it uses all the old tropes, uh, stories using all kinds of old tropes uh, tr- uh, of old fantasy, you know, that we used to love when we were kids. Hmm. All trans authors, trans characters. Mm-hmm. And um, I know a couple of the authors, well, 
<laughs> I know personally, I have one of the authors, and I know Twitter-wise, at least one of the others. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to reading it. I've been waiting for it for quite for quite a while. That's uh, really cool. So yeah, I'm assuming that it will be available in various um, outlets. Um, a lot of the times. Um, Bedside Press is. I don't know if you could check Amazon or various other places, but um, I very much recommend it. It's called Maiden Mother Crone. Um, and actually taking it back to um, something we were discussing, one of the writers of the new edition of Mutants and Masterminds, Crystal Fraser, has a story in it. Mm-hmm. I think she worked on she worked on Mutants and Masterminds, didn't she? Yes, she did. Oh, yeah, she she did. She's the product line manager right well, now. Well, she was the product line manager. I don't think she is anymore. Really? Yeah, well, she went freelance. Well, yeah, but I believe that's part of her uh, freelance uh, job right now, actually. Oh, okay. I thought I thought. Uh, all right, sure, cool. Anyway, so mm-hmm. yeah, so she's got a story. That's the one. That's the uh, the person I know. <laughs> yeah. And she's awesome. Yeah, uh, she, oh God, her Twitter is so good. Yeah. Well, she's also, I mean, in person, she's she's just a lot of, she's a really great person. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me you know her, too. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we've we've known, well, Fran has known her, and I've known her from Fran since before she was working in RPGs. Mm-hmm. All right. Um... <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm so go. sorry. No, it's all right. I'm just I'm gonna resist the urge to be a total fangirl because I love her new book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I just I also did just check Amazon. It is currently not there. Okay. So uh, bummer. That is that is bummer. I I got really excited because I thought I had found it, and it's just like a yeah. book on mythology, and I'm like, what? No, I mean mm-hmm. maybe, but that's not what I want. Yeah. So it's Maiden Mother Crone Fantastical Trans Femmes yep. is uh, the full title. Okay. Did you back it too, friend? No, I missed it. Um, okay. Our finances have been so sideways for a while now that yeah, I this, yeah. This was something I backed last year. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yes. If you, bedside Press uh, Kickstarters are always fun. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Liz. No, I'm just gonna say uh, it. It definitely sounds good, and I'm going to add it to the ever-growing list of crap I need to. Not crap, <laughs> not crap. I should say that of stuff I need to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God! Try being friends with other authors. The number of things I need to read and then review just grows exponentially over time. Speaking of being friends with authors. Perhaps you should buy Fran's book. Yeah, buy my book. It's called Vigilant, mm-hmm. and it is available at Drive Through RPG. Where, as we speak, I believe it is mm-hmm. on deep sale. Although yep. it might, it may not be as we post this. It is, so, in fact, yeah. Um, and uh, we don't necessarily know when the sales begin and end. It's kind of a, you know, kind of a crazy mystery science theater three thousand sort of experience. That's- and it's it's also um, available at Amazon, mm-hmm. um, and wherever I, I, fine eBooks are sold. And I did just remember one more shout out that I wanted to make. Mm. Um, that's okay. Uh, we are recording this on what would have been the hundredth birthday of my first mm. Doctor John Pertwee. 
And I just want to say that John Pertwee, uh, w without seeing catching the time monster, late at night <laughs> on PBS mm -hmm. channel, I don't know who I would be today. So um, happy 100th birthday, Mr. Pertwee, and we miss you. Well said. Yeah. That is, yeah, very true. All right. Well, gang, thanks for joining us. Uh, I hope your games don't get interrupted. If they do, let us know, and we'll hopefully maybe get you in on something. And uh, one more and one more thing. We still want your comments or your questions mm -hmm. or your anything. We would still love to do a full episode of reader comments and questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. You can find me at little underscore Lizzie 22 on Twitter. Yeah, I am at tip trans. This is Cassie. I'm at tip transformed on Twitter. And Fran is at at Ronalyn Valor on Twitter. And you can we can be found on Facebook at Tabletop Transmissions. And you can find us on Twitter. At tabletop, or we are tabletop transmissions on Twitter, and we're spelling that at T R A N S M I S T I O N S. And we can be found on iTunes. If you're listening to us there, please, for the love of all that's potentially holy, leave a review mm -hmm. to help us with uh, iTunes algorithm. And we can be found on Podbean, and who knows, maybe elsewhere someday. <laughs> Uh, also, for the sake of anything unholy, too, we're not picky. That's true. That's true. And you know, you know, as, yeah, yeah. Squamish and terrible. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. right. <laughs> All right, gang. Well, thanks for joining us. We hope you had a good time. I know we did. <laughs> I think we did. Yeah, I think we did. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'd say, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Fair. it's always fun. Well, this has been a indecisive episode. <laughs> 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 And Decisively indecisive. Correct. Uh, uh, I don't know. Go watch Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to go get ice Have cream. Have a good week. Cry. Okay. Have a good week. <laughs> See you all later. <laughs>